Hello and welcome to the Bridge City Church podcast. If you would like to get connected, you can find us on Facebook at Bridge City Church or come along to our Sunday service at 10am. We'd love to have a coffee and a chat. We hope you enjoy this week's message brought to you by Pastor Robin. See you at church. I'm going to get straight into the word now. And the title of my message this morning is, Then God Said. I'm going to read from Genesis chapter 1, verse 1. And I'm reading from the New King James Version. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was without form and void, and darkness was on the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. Then God said... Let there be light, and there was light. And God saw the light, that it was good, and God divided the light from the darkness. God called the light day, and the darkness he called night. So the evening and the morning were the first day. Then God said, Let there be firmament in the midst of the water, and let it divide the waters from the waters. Thus God made the firmament. And divided the waters which were under the firmament from the waters which were above the firmament. And so it was. And God called the firmament heaven. So the evening and the morning were the second day. Heavenly Father, we thank you today for your word. We thank you, Lord, at the beginning of the year I can preach from the very beginning of your word. And Father God, I thank you that, Lord, the revelation that you've given me, I pray you would help me to impart that to those that are listening today, Father God. I thank you, Father, that you will make my tongue as the pen of a skillful writer as I unfold the things that you are showing me. And, Father, the things that are relevant for our lives today and what we are all to do, how we're to walk, how we're to think. And, God, we just give you all the praise and all the glory for the power of your word in this house and beyond. Lord, in Jesus' mighty name we pray. And everyone said, Amen. Genesis, first book of the Old Testament, and today I want us to look at creation just briefly, but I want to really zero in on a few things today. So first day we had light. God created the light on the first day, the firmament on the second day, the sea, the earth and its fruit on the third day. And read this after church, but just for time's sake now, I just want to just give you a brief overview. The lights of the heaven on the fourth day, the fish And the fowl on the fifth day, and the beasts as well, of man and of food for both on the sixth day, and on the seventh day he rested. But let's really look into this word today. I remember when we were at Bible College, Pastor Vic and I, and I was doing Old Testament survey with our lecturers, and my first assignment was to do an assignment on the book of Genesis And I chose the first four words of the book of Genesis, in the beginning God. And he created the heavens and the earth. And I remember really delving into in the beginning God. He was in the beginning. He had no beginning. He has no end. He wasn't born. He will not die. He is not a created being. God was in the beginning always and will always be. 
And what incredible faith that builds in you because you know that the God that you put your faith in is one who will never fade away. He's not one that's going to get tired. He's not going to go to sleep. When he rested on the seventh day, he didn't rest because he was tired. He rested from the work of creation. And it's an example for us for our day of rest that we need to take as well. He... We can't get our heads around the enormity and the eternity of God because in our finite minds, we think in terms of days, weeks, months, years, lifetimes. But when we start to think about eternity, I don't know about you people, but it really blows my mind when you say that we're going to be with God, with Jesus, with the Holy Spirit in heaven for all eternity. And it will go on and on and on. It's one of those concepts that's beyond our our mortal brains but it's wonderful because we can be encouraged and think on those things and think about how incredible our God is and that he has created eternity for us who have relationship with him who have faith in Jesus as our saviour and as our Lord and that this life is a temporary life but eternity with him is the main goal and so between now and when we go to be with him we need to make the main thing the main thing and speak Jesus live Jesus walk Jesus talk Jesus and bring hope into the world that we're living in in this scripture God is described as Elohim the word for in Hebrew is Elohim and it's the power of God the creator El signifies a strong God and as such he brings something out of nothing. It's also the plural name of God incorporating the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit in Hebrew. And it's the one God, the one Father but three in one that confirms our faith in the doctrine of the Trinity and in our faith in God as our Heavenly Father. We also see that the Son of God, Jesus, is the eternal word, the wisdom of the Father was with him when he made the world. We see in Proverbs 8. Proverbs 8 is an incredible book on wisdom. And it's personified. Wisdom is personified in the person of the Lord Jesus Christ. It's incredible. Proverbs 8.30 says, Then I was beside him as a master craftsman, and I was daily his delight, rejoicing always before him. John 1.3, All things were made through him, and without him nothing was made that was made. John 1.10, he was in the world and the world was made through him and the world did not know him. Colossians 1.16, lots of scripture. You can see me afterwards if you want the list. But scripture speaks the truth and how we apply it in our life is how we walk out this life. Colossians 1.16, for by him all things were created that are in heaven and that are on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or principalities or powers. All things were created through him and for him. And Hebrews 1-2, he has in these last days spoken to us by his son, whom he has appointed heir of all things, through whom also he made the world. So Jesus was with the Father when he created, they created together. And then we see the earth was without form and void and darkness was on the face of the deep and the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. God created it. That is, he made it, he made the earth out of nothing. There was not any pre-existent matter out there for him to make it 
He made the earth out of nothing. The fish and the birds, they were produced from out of the waters and the beasts out of the earth and man from the earth. But the earth and the waters were made out of nothing. Isn't that incredible? It's just like he just made it. Then God said. See, by ordinary power of nature, we can't do anything. It's impossible that something can be made from nothing. And even science will tell you that. Good science will always back up the word of God. See, making something from nothing can't be done. It's impossible. But what can God do with a void of mess and darkness? And by the almighty power of God, it's not only possible that something would be made out of nothing. You see, the God that we serve and love is a God that's above the laws of nature. He's not subject to the laws of nature or the restrictions that are upon us. And that's so that his glory and his power is shown in everything that he does through the creation but also in our lives. You see, where the spirit of God is, anything is possible. He's a God of miracles. When I was away, I was sitting on New Year's Eve on the beach at Karakalinga and I was looking out to sea and as I was looking out to sea, feeling a bit sorry for myself I have to admit, I looked out to sea and I said, Lord this is a beautiful sunset, what, what have we got for the year ahead, what would you say to me for the year ahead, what would you say to your church for the year ahead and God spoke three words into my spirit which I believe are prophetic words, utterances that apply to every single one of us and for the church in 2022. And the three words that he gave me were order from chaos. And I started to ponder it. I started to think about it. I started to pray about it. Lord, what do you mean? And he took me to this scripture. The earth was without form and void. And as I researched it over the last couple of weeks, I looked into the Hebrew. And the Hebrew for without form and void, there are two words, but one I want to look at is tohu. And the definition of tohu is formlessness. So the earth was without form. Confusion, unreality and emptiness, chaos and desolation, emptiness, empty space. Futile, meaningless, meaningless arguments, nothing, waste and waste place. And that's how the Hebrew word describes void. When God was in the beginning, he looked out and he saw over the void. And without the form that he was about to bring into the earth, he saw that and there was chaos. And I thought, well, if chaos was the first state of the earth... If chaos was the first state that God was hovering over by his spirit, the spirit of God hovered over the face of the waters and God was there in the beginning and then God spoke and then God said on day three, which we haven't even looked at yet, the chaos of the earth became separated from the waters and the matter. On verse 10, in verse 10 on the third day, 
And, and when we think about the third day, when the separation of earth from water, we think also about the resurrection power of Jesus. And on the third day, out of death came life. It was the resurrection power of Jesus as well. And, you know, Jesus rose from the dead. He rose from the destruction. He rose from the power of the enemy, what he thought he'd won. But Jesus conquered hell and death. And Jesus rose in a world that was looking like absolute chaos with the Romans in control and death and destruction all around him everywhere. And yet on the third day, he rose from the dead. And I think about that in terms of our life and what we're going through. And when God spoke, he spoke. And the... Oh, I get so excited about this. <laughs> when God speaks, he brings life out of death. He brings light into darkness. He brings hope where there's hopelessness. He brings order from chaos. And the words that God spoke to me on New Year's Eve were order from chaos. And when I think about the world that we're living in today, the rules and the regulations, the restrictions, the things that people are dealing with, we're dealing with people who are sick. We've got people in our church with COVID. We've got people that are in isolation. We've got a community that is walking in fear. We've got a world that's in fear and uncertainty. We have people who've lost their jobs. We have people who are really uncertain what their next day is going to hold. And yet in God, he wants to bring order from the chaos of the world that we're living in. He wants to speak that order. He wants to speak his word into our lives. And that's what happens when we bring our, our lives and our hearts to Jesus, when we are in a place of destruction, whether it's through our own doing or whether it's things that have been done to us. And then Jesus spoke. He, he hovers over us by his spirit. No one comes to the Father except the spirit draws him. And when salvation happens, it's because the Spirit of God is drawing us into the presence of God. And when we say yes to God as Saviour and as Lord, then our chaos comes into the order of God day by day, line by line, precept by precept, here a little, there a little. And so when we look at our world in chaos, we see that then God said... He can bring life, he can bring order, he can bring hope, he can bring healing to those who are in so much need. He can bring the provision of what is needed in the world, but it's in bringing ourselves to that place of submission to God in everything that we need to do. You see, God's timing in creating a perfect world was that when he created the world, I don't know how long that void and mass and darkness had been there, but one day God said, I'm going to sort this. It's the same with us when we give our hearts to Jesus. How many years of your life have you walked before you realise that Jesus is there, that he's the saviour who died for you? I remember when I came to faith in Jesus, I looked back at all of my life and I thought, well, why didn't it happen back then? Because God's timing is perfect and he knew when I needed the saviour. He knew the things that I needed to walk through and it's the same for all of you. He knew what had to happen before his timing unfolded and he drew me to himself as he did with you in his love and said, now. And then he said, come to me. Come to me, all you who are weary and laden and burdened and I'll give you rest. You see, God's timing is perfect. God's timing for redemption is perfect. God's timing for healing is perfect because he sent Jesus in the world in a perfect time in what in the natural looked like the most 
unnatural time for him to come when there was incredible uncertainty and fear and death and destruction all around. At that time, Jesus was sent into the world to be born as a baby in the manger. God's timing is perfect. And our understanding of God, when we understand that whenever we're walking in his will, he leads us and guides us by his spirit and how our life unfolds when we're in him, and that's the key, when we are in him, the promises of God are for us because they're conditional on our obedience. So from out of darkness, then God said, then God said, let there be light, and there was light. And God saw the light that it was good, and God divided the light from the darkness. And God called the light day, and the darkness he called night. So the evening and the morning were the first day. Isn't that incredible that on the first day he separated darkness from light? And the first day we come to Jesus, he separates us out of darkness and brings us into the light of his glorious son. Incredible, incredible. There's so many things. From the Old Testament, there is a thread of blood through every book in the Old Testament. The thread is the blood of Jesus that foreshadows the Jesus that is to come, the Messiah that's to come in the New Testament. The first thing he did, separate light from darkness. With all of the chaos and the void and the formlessness and the disorder and confusion and disarray, in God's perfect timing, then God said, let there be light. And God said that the light was good. Then God said, we go through chapter 1 of Genesis. It's in verse 3. Then God said, verse 6, verse 9, verse 11, verse 14, verse 20, 24, 26, 29. Then God said, then God said, then God said. So when God speaks, he brings a word of creation. He brings a word of order. He brings a word of definition. He brings a word bringing order into chaos and creating something from out of nothing and creating stuff that is matter into something that is is of, of incredible value in our lives. So the things that are in our lives that we felt like have been wasted, things that have happened in our lives that have been pre-Jesus or post-Jesus when we've really messed up, God can use those things and turn that darkness and create something, an incredible testimony out of things that have gone wrong and happened in our lives because God wants to speak through our lives and speak into our hearts and speak then into our communities and our families and our friends to know that we have a hope and his name is Jesus. Then God said, you see, he makes a way where there is none. His word's powerful. And that word spoken by God, when God speaks that word, has the power to transform our lives, our worlds. Beginning with us, he speaks into our hearts and brings that transformation that we so need. One life at a time. Sometimes I'm overwhelmed by the enormity of what we need to do. And then God just speaks into my heart, today you will do. Don't lose the joy of today in the enormity of the job that's at hand. Don't lose the joy of salvation. Don't lose the joy of being in him. Don't lose the joy of your life because there are many that don't have life today. There are many that have lost their lives overnight. How many of those people know Jesus? That breaks my heart. And that's where I get overwhelmed. But today is the day God has given us. As Chelsea said in the worship, this is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in him. Let us walk in obedience to him 
today. Today is the day that we've got. And Jesus, he came. He was made flesh and he dwelt amongst us. Jesus is the word. When we speak the word, we're speaking the living word of God. We're speaking life into situations and hope and power. When God drops a word into our heart, that word has the power to incapacitate and annihilate the plans of the enemy for your life. I know, I know, I know. <laughs> John 1, 1 to 5. In the beginning was the word. And the word was with God and the word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him and without him nothing was made that was made. In him was life. Say life. And the life was the light of men and the light shines in the darkness and the darkness does not comprehend it. Whatever Jesus said was powerful. Whatever Jesus did was instructive or healing or corrective. You see, he came as a babe. He's coming back as the King of kings and Lord of lords. Jesus was gentle when he needed to be. But he spoke truth. He overturned tables in the temple. Those that were in the temple for wrong means, wrong, wrong motives, he overturned them. He said to the Pharisees, you're whitewashed tombs full of dead men's bones. That's not gentle. That is speaking the truth. And those that would have been a witness to that must have thought, wow, these are the religious of the day and here is Jesus, the Messiah, cutting through all the religiosity and speaking life and speaking truth. That sets me free because we can be who God has made us to be and is making us to be because of the power of his word in us. Isn't that amazing? It's amazing. He brought life where he went. He brought order out of chaos and yet he created chaos <laughs> because those that would not receive him they must have been in such a state and it's the same today where Jesus is not Lord there is chaos John eight twelve. then Jesus spoke to them saying I am the light of the world he who follows me shall not walk in darkness, but have the light of life. You see, the world needs Jesus. He needs, we need the light of Jesus in our world more now than ever. More now today than yesterday. And all we can do is do today, work out our salvation with fear and trembling. Because God, I was listening to the word on the, when I was driving to church this morning in Ephesians. We are God's workmanship created in him for good works. Every single one of us created in him to do good works. Ephesians 5.8 says, For you were once darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Walk as children of light. 1 Peter 2.9 You are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, his only special people, that you may proclaim the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his marvellous light. You see, one word spoken from God. And that order begins to be established. Chaos is not from God. God is not the author of confusion. And speaking order, when he starts in our lives, it can be an instantaneous thing. But in my experience, it's very often the process. It's a process of day by day, allowing God to work within me and through me. And I'm sure it's the same for all of you as well. So if we think about in the beginning God 
And the world was dark and void and formless. And that chaos, as we dive into the understanding of that Hebrew word, we see our life before Jesus and darkness. And that change begins the moment that we ask God into our hearts, accepting Jesus as Saviour and Lord. You see, there's always hope for us when the Spirit of God begins to work. You see, even in the chaos, the Spirit of God was hovering over the water. He was over it. He was over it. So even in our chaos, the Spirit of God is there just waiting for us. He's drawing us to himself. He moved on the face of the deep. See, God is not only the author and the perfecter of our faith, but he's the fountain of life. Dead matter would forever be dead except that God would breathe into it. Same power that raised Jesus from the dead dwells bodily within you when you accept Jesus as Saviour and Lord. And that same power, the Holy Spirit within you, gives you the understanding and the capacity to read his word, apply his word, take it into your life, that your desperation or your discouragement or your depression, when you ask God to show you through his word, the Spirit of God will quicken those words to you and give you the purpose give you the strategy, give you the keys to do today. You see, when we struggle, very often there's a God purpose in it because he's wanting us to lean deeper into him, lean into him even more so. Cling to him so that we can not look into ourselves for the answer but look to him for the answer. That we can understand that in our humanity, in our weakness is his strength made perfect and he's amazing. Hmm. Jesus Christ is the word, the essential word, and by him the light was produced. The divine light that shines in the darkness sanctifies our souls and shows us the way that we need to walk, the path that we need to walk. 2 Corinthians 4.6 says, it's, For it is God who commanded light to shine out of the darkness, who has shone in our hearts, to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. I started the year with a message, just a greeting to the church from out of Psalm 65. And it's that you crown the year with your goodness. Your paths drip with abundance. They drop on the pastures of the wilderness and the little hills rejoice on every side. The pastures are clothed with flocks. The valleys also are covered with grain. They shout for joy. They also sing. So they drop on the pastures, pastures of the wilderness. That joy that God has for us, even though we're in a wilderness, it's available as we lean into him, as we reach into him, because then God said, let there be light, let there be joy, let there be peace, let there be purpose in your life. Let you be moved by his spirit day by day as we start this new year. That even in the midst of the chaos and the disorder, God is wanting to speak through us. He wants to speak to us first 
And then he wants to speak through us so that we can make a difference in our world for Jesus. That we won't settle into a place of comfort. That we won't settle into a place of fear. That we won't be overwhelmed by the enormity of what needs to do be done. That we won't feel like we are inadequate because God who calls you equips you. When God calls you, he gives you everything you need to do the things that you need to do. But it's dependent on leaning in him and walking in him and walking in that abundance that he has for each one of us. So, as the year begins, we're the 16th of January today. Order from chaos. Then God said, as we begin the year... I know that God is asking each one of us to turn over our chaos and allow him to work through that chaos and order our steps. The steps of a good man or woman are ordered by God. And as we commit to him, as we pray, as we seek his face, as we endeavour this year to get more into the word, to be more committed to prayer, to be more committed to walking in obedience to the things that God is showing us, to walk in fellowship with one another, despite restrictions, encouraging one another. If you can't see someone, email them, message them, phone them, do a Zoom meeting. (laughs) Reach out to each other and strengthen each other, encourage each other in the times that we're in so that we don't feel isolated, so that we don't feel like the world of chaos is bubbling over us because God has spoken and he wants to bring order into chaos. It's a time for the church to rise and it's a time for us to really search our souls. Look deep into our hearts and understand that the God who saved us, that the Saviour who died for us, shed his precious blood for us, has a purpose and a plan for us and it's time for us to really press into him so that we can do what he's asking of us. Trusting that he's going to turn our darkness into light. Separate separate all those things that are muddying the waters. Separate the earth from the water so that we can stand on the solid ground, on the rock that is Jesus. And understand that the things that are causing confusion are not of God. Ask him and he'll show you. It's seeing with the eyes of faith. As we step out in 2022, not circumstances. Take the circumstances to God in prayer and he'll show us the way that we need to walk. Amen. Amen. But it begins with a choice. And the greatest choice that all of us can ever make is asking Jesus to be saviour and to be Lord of our lives. So let's pray together now. Heavenly Father, we thank you today. The Lord, in the beginning, God, you were there at the very beginning. And you had no beginning. And you will have no end. You are for all eternity. But you sent your Son into the world that we might know life and know that life more abundantly. Lord, you sent your word and you brought order out of chaos. You brought light into darkness. You brought hope 
where there's hopelessness and despair, you brought faith and courage where there is fear. Father, today, for those that don't know you, I ask that you would just touch every heart this morning. That everyone in this place and online that doesn't know you would say, Jesus, please be my saviour. I ask you into my heart now. I know that you died for me, that you rose from the dead and you are seated at the right hand of the Father. I ask you to forgive my sin. I ask you to take hold of my life. I ask you to separate my chaos and make it order according to your will and your plan for my life. I ask you to lead me and guide me all the days of my life as I serve you and learn about you and walk with you. I ask you to be my saviour and my Lord in Jesus' name. For those of us, Lord, who are struggling with certain things, Father, we just pray that you would send your word. Then God said, and you create in our hearts the things that need to be created or recreated, Lord, or even let go of, Father. Father, for everyone in this place and online, I pray you minister to each one by the power of your spirit because the spirit was hovering over the water when there was darkness and void. And Holy Spirit, you are able to touch every heart now. I give you praise and thanks for the amazing power that you have to minister to every precious one. I thank you, Lord God, that nothing is impossible for you and you can create something from nothing. We give you praise, we give you glory, we give you honour in the mighty and the most wondrous name of Jesus. And everyone said, Amen, Amen. As we say goodbye to our online audience, we'll see you again next week. Um, Have a most wonderful week. Thanks for listening to this week's message. If you enjoyed today's podcast, make sure you subscribe to stay up to date with all our latest sermons. If you would like to get connected, you can find us on Facebook at Bridge City Church or come along to our Sunday service at 10am.